0: Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money. money,
1: money, 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 money. Dollar, dollar. L-L-L-L. Dollar,
0: dollar. <laughs> ching, ching Bling, bling. Cut You ain't talking money, then you're talking no What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots Podcast presented by the Whole Nine Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Mike Spencer Hernitian. You can find me on Twitter at Mike Spencer WNS. Joined, as always, by my co host, Devin Jackson.
1: Devin, how you doing, man? Pretty good, man. Just wrapped up a, well, pretty, uh, it was a pretty solid, I think, championship weekend. I think everything we expected to happen kind of did. And then, of course, all the ball came down. A lot to talk about in terms of that and kind of the selections for some of the Big Ten teams. But all in all, you know, it's been a week, you know, just another week, uh, another grinded out week and. Now we have a little bit of time between bowl games, trying to continue to grind the tape, man, and get ready as we inch closer to the senior bowl and inch closer to the end of the season and declarations after bowl games. So it should be interesting to see what happens in this next month or so.
0: For sure, for sure. I could tell you were a little bit uh, when you when you started there because yeah, uh, peek behind the curtain, uh, that was the fourth attempt at me trying to introduce the show. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, yeah. I don't know why, for whatever reason, tonight I just struggled with the ability to say, hi, welcome to the podcast, I am me, he is him, essentially. Well, um,
1: uh, it's, it's, remin- it's reminiscent of Wisconsin's <laughs> offense in the second half. So. <laughs> Pretty
0: much. Um, but before I get into the news, and there's a lot of news, um, I think the, the further we go, I mean, especially once bowl games start getting wrapped up and and whatnot. It's, this is going to be a, largely a news and draft style podcast, but I kind of want to hear from you guys. Obviously, reach out to us on Twitter. What do you guys want to see when like college season wraps up? or Do you want to just like hear more of our draft takes with a Big Ten-focused uh, approach? And then what do we do post-draft? Because the draft is in April, late April, and college football doesn't kick off again until September, so during that kind of malaise, What do you guys want to hear from us? Um, Definitely make sure, hit us in the DMs, or just straight up tweet at us. Uh, Definitely want some feedback on that. Um, But yeah, Mike's Weekly Rant. So, you know, you guys probably, or hopefully at least, read my uh, Coaching Matchmaker article that went out last week. Devin, I mean, you and I were trying to promote the hell out of that article. Uh, that was one of the most fun articles I think I've ever run. Uh, I've ever uh, I've ever you know put out. Uh, best project I've been doing in a long time that I've been covering college football or the draft. Um, and you know what? It got off to a very good start. What do you think about it? because Norvell went to Florida State just like I had. I had uh, uh, predicted and projected, and Lane Kiffin, who was just a name, I threw at a dartboard and went, yeah, I just want to see this happen, and it hadn't been reported at the time I was writing that they were even interested in each other. Those two happened, and I was so happy, I was feeling myself. And then Arkansas and Mizzou, man. What are you doing, guys? For those who don't know, I mean, again, we are a big Ten podcast, but we like to delve into other realms. Um... Arkansas hired the offensive line coach from Georgia. Now, this is being hyped up as a good move because Sam Pittman is a great recruiter. He's still the offensive line coach at Georgia. You're an SEC team. You couldn't even get a coordinator? You couldn't get a head coach from another conference? Brian Harson was a finalist for both of these jobs. You're telling and I get that maybe he wasn't totally sold on moving to Arkansas or Missouri from his hometown and his alma mater. But if he's trekking the entire like distance of the country, going from Boise to Arkansas or Missouri, say he would have a little bit of interest in those jobs. But Sam Pittman, an offensive line coach, and Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach at a school in the Sun Belt. Now, yes, I understand Appalachian State went uh, 12-1 in his first year there. It's his only year as a, as a head coach. And it's not like App State wasn't good before he took over. That's why Scott Satterfield got the Louisville job last year. These were, if you ask me, swing and a miss hires. Um, and this is not just because they didn't pick the guy I wanted them to. Uh, for one, the guy I wanted Arkansas to, to get was Jeff Braum from Purdue. I forgot that Jeff Brom signed a six-year extension last offseason. So the odds of him leaving that soon after, not very likely. But you get, you guys had the pick of the litter. Your SEC jobs. This is a weird, weird coaching carousel this year, man.
1: For sure. Uh, the second hire is very questionable considering those were Scott's uh, Satterfield's recruits. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, I definitely would like to see, um, you know, the the hire that well, it was Mizzou that made that hire. I would yeah. like to see him have a full like go at it and get his own recruits and all that. But hey, I don't know, man. Sometimes you you just take a chance in the dark. <laughs> and, th- Consider, they, and considering they're in like, one of the toughest c- conferences in America, you can't miss on a head coaching job. No, no, no. And you can't pay a Sunbelt coach 4.1 a year. Well, Four let's, five, let's yeah. just whatever his plan is, they buy into it 100%, and he is as good a recruiter as they come because if you don't get there in Arkansas or Mizzou, it's going to be another two years, and then we will be talking about them again getting another coach. And it's going to continue a trend. Like, I'm glad Ole Miss got Lane Kiffin. I mean, he screams SEC. Everything about Lane oh, yeah. Kiffin screams SEC. And the fact that Ole Miss got him, um, I'm I'm actually excited to see what he does there. Because you know damn well that offense is going to be humming. Oh,
0: yeah. All right, so let's get into some of the news. There's a lot of news for us to go over this week. Uh, starting with Purdue defensive coordinator Nick Holt is not going to be retained. Um, that was announced by Jeff Brom on Monday. Um, I think we could have seen this one coming. Purdue's defense was not that great. And then add on the slew of injuries. And I mean, they just, towards the end of the year, you could tell that they just, they were waiting for the season to be over. Um, I'm curious to see who Purdue's going to be able to attract to be the defensive coordinator, just because obviously they aren't exactly, um, a hotbed in terms of college coaching. Uh, But what's your take on this one, man?
1: Uh, I don't have a huge take on it. You kind of touched on it, ton of injuries. um, On the defensive side of the unit, they gave up a ton of points. Um, Maybe they just need, I guess, a change of scenery. I mean, even healthy, I think their defense still kind of struggled. Yeah. Uh, You saw in, like, that Nevada game beginning of the season, uh, they gave us so many points in the second half, you know. Um, And then the next week against, uh, I believe they played TCU next, and it just wasn't much better. So they definitely need a change of scenery. We know what the offense can do. I mean, they were slinging the ball with third stringers in there. So you know that the offense is going to be dynamic. But in the Big Ten, you know, they hang their hat on defense, and ultimately that's what's going to get you, you know, to these championship games. You saw two of the top defenses play in the big 10 championship game and Purdue hasn't had that grave of defense in recent years. So I definitely think they need a change. We'll see who they hire to bring in, and, you know, bring in to kind of revamp their defense. Uh,
0: next bit of news, Devin, is that the Penn state offensive coordinator, Ricky Ronnie.
1: Yeah. Ricky. Ronnie.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's accepted the old dominion head coach uh, position. Um, I mean, that's kind of a big big get for Old Dominion of all schools. I was reading that they were looking at a lot of position coach uh, from Power 5s. They got a, a an offensive coordinator from a Power 5 and a, a ranked school, too.
1: Yeah, let me tell you, Penn State fans are rejoicing today because really? they absolutely despise Ricky Ronnie and his play <laughs> call. Really? They despise it. Like, they're, like, rejoicing today, literally. Did you hear who broke the news? No.
0: It it wasn't, like, Feldman or Brett McMurphy. It was actually Sean Clifford.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. But, yeah, listen, the fans, Penn State fans are, like, so overjoyed today. Because they, like, absolutely hated his play calling, like, the last two seasons, I believe. And... They just felt well compared to like Joe Moorhead's play calling to his, they just felt like there was never any rhythm and he was just calling dumb plays. So fans are happy. Um it should be interesting to see who Penn State brings in, you know? Do they bring back Joe Moorhead? Uh well well they can't anymore. I think he's staying with Mississippi State another year.
0: Yeah, I think he's he's definitely he's staying, um there are gonna be some names. I mean that's that is going to be a hotbed coordinator position uh for sure um yeah that was just that was one that kind of caught me by surprise these next two we can kind of lump in together uh two really big extensions being given out to head coaches that were linked to uh potentially leaving their program for other jobs tom wilson uh or not tom wilson what the fuck was it tom allen (laughs) i wrote it down as tom wilson yeah i was looking at
1: I was like, I'm looking at it, but I think he meant Tom Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember what his last name was. Uh, uh, Tom Allen, we're going to cut that, that that part, by the way. Uh, Tom Allen, uh, the head coach of Indiana, who had been linked to the Ole Miss job. He uh, used to be, I believe, the offensive coordinator uh, for Ole Miss uh, earlier in the decade. Um, he re-signed seven-year extension worth just under $4 million a year. And then James Franklin signs an extension, I believe, till twenty twenty five. Yeah, uh, amid uh, the FSU reports, uh, those are some big contract extensions being given out, man. Granted, this shouldn't be give, be a surprise because, again, as I mentioned earlier, Jeff Rom got a six year extension last year from Purdue. So,
1: yeah, I'm not uh, really surprised. James Franklin had just got a six year extension in two thousand seventeen uh following their big season that they made so in other
0: words they basically just upped his pay
1: pretty much they haven't released the details but we know it's a big payday you know what i mean uh because like back then he received like i want to say like 34.7 million over six years in his extension so i can imagine it's probably north of like 36 $37, uh for this go around but I mean, he's kind of led them back to prominence, you know. They, they've they had three win seasons in the last four, um, and they've made their second uh, New Year's Six Bowl uh, in the last couple of seasons. So, it's you know, wasn't to be surprised about. And Tom Allen, he did a terrific job this year at Indiana. You know, they uh, finished what, 8 and 4, and, you know, had one of their best seasons in recent memory. So, um,. Uh, Definitely, a and, lot to be proud of. Their
0: their bowl game, they got um, theirs got switched out. They were supposed to face Kentucky originally, and then that switched out. They got put onto uh, same bowl game, but instead it's Tennessee. Which, if you ask me, it's an even better matchup in terms of draft prospects.
1: Oh yeah, uh, I'm really excited about the the teams and who they match up with. I think Penn State Memphis is going to be a, a really fun game. But not to get too ahead of myself. Um, yeah. But that's going to be a really really fun game. Of course, Ohio State-Clemson is going to be like poster. like All prospects all over the field. That's going to be amazing. But uh, some of these other bowl games are going to be interesting too and see how they match up against these other teams, um, especially when it's like Big Ten-ACC, Big Ten-ACC, stuff like that. Against yeah. other Power um, Five teams.
0: Now, just to, before we move on, I, I did change uh, – if there's a – Different sound in my voice. Um, it's because uh, the website we use to host this didn't automatically set it up to connect with my uh, my microphone. It set it up with something else. So if there's a random change in the quality of sound from my end, that would be why. Uh, Moving on, Uh, Northwestern hired an offensive coordinator, Mike Bajakian. I'm gonna Bajakian. I'm going to go with and It sounds more Serbian. Um, the former offensive coordinator at Boston College. Um, my question is, if you want to become a better offense, why would you <laughs> hire the offensive coordinator from Boston College whose coach got fired um, and is much like you, a one-dimensional offense that involves a lot of running the ball, and that's about it. Yeah. Especially when you've just come off of a terrible, terrible season in which your offense couldn't do anything.
1: Not too sure about that hire. Um, it was certainly interesting, to say the least. But then again, it's Northwestern, and as we've seen over the last year or so, they, uh, they've kind of lost it a little bit. So, I
0: want to give them credit, but they're not giving me a lot to give them credit for.
1: Well, I guess we just wait and see uh, what com- what becomes of their offense and what do they do with them. I think having some sort of relationship with the quarterbacks and getting them somewhat in tune with what the offensive game plan is and getting them like at a level where they're decent, I think that would be a start.
0: I think that... This hire goes hand-in-hand hand with something else that uh, that hit the ACC. Boston College's quarterback hit the transfer portal today. Hmm. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe Anthony Brown is playing for Northwestern next year. That
1: would be something.
0: That would be something. Next bit of news, speaking of transfers, someone that's not transferring is Art Sikowski. He's staying at Rutgers. Uh, Shiana was able to talk him into staying, which is good. Um, I think. I don't know. It's Rutgers. Uh, and it's Art Sikeski.
1: Hashtag, where art thou?
0: Where art thou? He's staying in New Jersey. And uh, and lastly, Devin, uh, the Heisman finalists came out on Monday. Two Ohio State guys. F- four that made it, you know, that are going to New York. You have Justin Fields and you have Chase Young. 50, 50 odds that one of them is coming home with the Heisman I wanted to be chase young so bad I wanted to be Ch- it's gonna be Joe burrow but I just I wanted to be chase young so bad
1: yeah I wish it was uh, I wish he was just running by himself He have probably even a better chance if we're being honest they could have three finalists uh Dobbins JK been, he's been a complete monster and I I don't think people are giving him enough credit for what he's done because well, he
0: well, well, if there was going to be a running back, I mean, I I personally would have taken Jonathan Taylor, Taylor yeah, or yeah. Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. I definitely sure. would have taken Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State. Just saying. For I sure. mean, call it a Canadian bias, but that kid is a beast.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I don't know. It it kind of sucks that it's just four finalists, you know? Like yeah, I there, there needs I, to be I get it. Fifth. I, I I get it that it's like for the optics, but it just feels weird because there's always one person left out that really deserves to at least be there. There were you a know? lot
0: of good individual seasons this year, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I definitely would agree with Taylor. Taylor, I mean, he was good. lower. He was running and all over. You know, Ohio State. Has,
0: you know how he has not uh, been invited for the Heisman ceremony once? The guy's got over 6,000 yards.
1: That's a shame.
0: In three years, and they've never even invited him.
1: Man, I tell you what, the, the bias is real, man.
0: For sure. All right, so that was se- that was section 1 of the news. Now we have a couple of draft declarations. Uh the easy one is Yitor Grozmodas. We're both big fans of him. I have him in the top 15 on my board. Uh where is he on yours?
1: Top 15 as well.
0: All right. Then there's Josh Uche, which was an obvious one, the edge from Michigan. Uh I say obvious because he's a
1: senior bowl invite
0: he's a graduated junior he was obviously going to declare he accepted his invite like three weeks ago
1: yeah like literally the the minute that it got posted he's like i'm going
0: yeah so like it became official he's declared but i i it surprised me when i read it because i didn't realize he was actually technically a junior
1: yeah that's crazy Um, he he could even had a bigger season than he did this year um, but I got him probably as like a day three guy.
0: Same, I think he's small, man. He's like six two and like two thirty five. He's 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 a tweener edge rusher. Uh, and then the two that actually did that were surprising were the the Maryland running backs, man.
1: Both like, of them. They're like, get me the hell out of there! Get <laughs> me out immediately! I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, I don't uh, blame. I don't blame him. I mean, I don't
0: either. Javon Leak was a surprising one, despite him having objectively the better season, uh, because like, man, I, I just didn't see anything that was really like, yeah, that's going to be someone that the NFL is going to covet. And then Anthony McFarland, like this dude, took like a two month hiatus in the middle of the season. He was playing. He just wasn't doing anything.
1: Yeah, I think he'll probably be like six, seven round pick if that uh and uh, leak.
0: There are still there are still draft websites that have him going like towards like the beginning of day three and I'm just like, What were you watching?
1: Gotta be potential, I to, man.
0: I had to watch Maryland every week this year.
1: I was like, There there was nothing he did this year that stood out to me. Absolutely I mean, nothing. I mean I don't want to be that guy that looks at stats
0: all right because like i get it stats can be misleading but are you telling me that a dude that had multiple games where he was a a complete not even a non-factor he might as well have just not been there first of all 614 yards all right this is coming from a 5 foot 9 198 pound speed back We're looking at a 400-yard drop-off from last year on 17 less carries. Uh, Let's take a look at some of these notable games. I mean, Michigan State, he played well. 8 carries, 134 yards. Uh, Nebraska, which was the week before, 10 for 35. Uh, Ohio State held him to 7 yards on 6 carries. Penn State held him to 24 yards on 9 carries. This is the best one by far, though. The Purdue game, man. He was held to four yards on four carries with a long of two.
1: I don't know, man. I don't know what they see in him. I don't
0: don't get it. Like,
1: unless he just really wanted to get out, because, like,
0: I don't see anything on film that makes me go, this is someone that the NFL is going to covet. Because, I mean, he had 17 catches, but like again he's so small he's small he doesn't fight for yards he's not overly elusive he's just he needs a wide open hole hell even against Howard he had 18 yards on six carries that's against Howard
1: yeah I don't know if it was like he was trying to play through injury or something but he just didn't he just didn't, look, he just didn't look he just didn't look right you know what I mean so I don't know maybe a team gets him. He goes through practice squad, you know. He kind of refines his game, and uh, he ends up being. Like Javon the Lee player. had
0: 102 carries for 70, 736 yards.
1: Yeah, he was definitely the much better back.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand that. It was, but
1: neither one of those
0: decisions makes a lot of sense. But you know, there's always that one or two guys every year where you're just like, wait, what? Why are you declaring? And I guess that says a lot about Maryland, but I think another thing is that Maryland's really been touting that they've just had, like, these last couple days where recruits are just coming in left, right, and center. Maybe these guys were worried that that job wasn't going to be available for them. I would have transferred, but like, I don't know, man. I just I, I don't get the decision for either of them is my point.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a head scratcher, but what can you say, man? It's, it's Maryland football there for you.
0: All right. Let's talk about the big game.
1: Where do we start? <laughs>
0: Where was Ohio State for most of that first half? Let's start I, there.
1: I watched, I re-watched the game like four times, and I literally can't figure out what the problem was. It, like, Like, Wisconsin was like providing some pressure granted but it was like fields was missing throws he looked um, off
0: uh, and i don't know if that was the knee that was giving him issues or the like the other like he was banged up and you could tell but he just that first half he just could not get himself together dobbins was okay but like i was legit worried in that first half that Man, the Big Ten may not actually get into the playoff. <laughs> like, I'm sitting there worrying. I'm just like, if they lose this one, and if they lose and it's not close or it's like more than a touchdown, they're about to get <laughs> bounced out entirely. Aren't they? Alabama's somehow going to find a way in. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, I, I was like, oh, God. But honestly, I really felt like once they score before halftime, like, Wisconsin, even when they went down the score, I I just felt like Wisconsin was not going to win the game.
0: Now, can we talk about the two amazing catches that Ohio State had in this game?
1: Yeah, uh, by Mack and then the tight end.
0: Yeah, Austin Mack had one of the most insane one-handed catches because it was a contested one-handed over-the-shoulder. And all I remember, I'm watching the game, and I wound it, and I watched it again. And I'm around it, and I watched it again. And after like five viewings of it, I could not figure out how the hell he caught that ball. I actually posted it on my Instagram. With just how. And then just stunned face with the caption of when you can't figure out how the fuck he caught that. Pardon my language. Uh, (laughs) I watched it over, and then... Not to be outdone by the backup tight end in the second half, one-handed, back of the end zone. Gus Johnson's soul left his body with the excitement he had for that catch. By the way, how amazing is a conference championship game called by Gus
1: Johnson? A game in general by Gus Johnson. He's like, he's absolutely, it doesn't get better than that, especially in a big game. Like, you know he's going to bring the energy that the game brings.
0: I would listen to Gus Johnson reading the stock report to me. Like,
1: <laughs> they're just says, something. They're just something different in his voice, especially when like Ohio State makes a big play. Man, is just something ask, different? People
0: ask me why I prefer college football to the NFL. Gus Johnson.
1: That's all you got to talk about.
0: I I don't need to talk about like. You know, they're doing it for the good of any of the usual answers that people give for that. I just send people Gus Johnson's best calls, and they're all in college. And yes, I do know that he used to call the NFL. And the NFL, you listen to these broadcasters that like CBS and um, Fox have for the NFL, and they're just always sounding bored. They just sound boring like so there are some honest to goodness, you know, broadcasting pairings where y- you look at the remote and you look at the TV and then you realize that that is why the mute button was created because they drag the energy down. Gus Johnson can make a gain of 7 seem like the greatest gain of 7 ever.
1: Certainly. Like my favorite, one of my favorite calls is, like, I would think it was, like, Denzel Ward. He laid somebody out. <laughs> He's like, "Whoa, he got barbecue back there. And didn't invite me? Hurt my feelings.
0: Yeah, I actually went up and went and looked that up earlier today. So that's why <laughs> when you said that.
1: It's, like, <laughs> that one and then, like, when he, like, screams Hollywood Brown. Whenever he got, like, <laughs> a long ball, I was like, yes. It, yes. This, is, this is Gus Johnson.
0: Just inject that straight into my veins. I would want, I live a very boring life, all right? I wake up, I grind tape, and I go to work. I would want Gus Johnson narrating my day-to-day duties at my 9-to-5 job.
1: Not going to lie, when I'm watching some of (laughs) these games, like, in 40 minutes, like, I'll watch, like, the second or third time with the sound on.
0: (laughs) Just so you can hear Gus Johnson. Yes. I love it. Yeah, Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson is a national treasure that should be protected at all costs. Uh, but yeah, the second half of that game, Wisconsin just forgot to show up. They just stayed in the locker room. What's maybe them? they got, maybe they saw a Fansville ad or two and were just like, "Man, why? Just just why?" Or or like Jack Cohn realized that some of the the kids. That we're doing the the tuition giveaway chest-passing the football into into the giant Dr. Pepper can. Like, you can't compete with that.
1: It was like...
0: By the way, set those on fire, too. I hate those. I I have a dream where uh, one day we'll actually see someone in one of those, throw it properly. I'm sure one day it will happen. I hate those tuition giveaways. I get that it's a really great thing. However, the fact that they exist and they take up time and no one knows how to throw a football properly, it it angers me. And it's never even people from the schools that are participating. The guy yeah. that won for Ohio State and Wisconsin was what goes to uh, West Virginia.
1: It's pretty strange, the yeah, entire thing. I, I,
0: I I, I, stro- I strongly dislike that. I would much rather just have, like, a proper halftime show, a la, like, a Super Bowl or Thanksgiving halftime show, than having to watch people chest-pass footballs.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty And rough. I did not even
0: mean to go on a rant about this. I just don't like those. And also, another opportunity, I hate those Fanville ads, man. They're all so bad. And poor Eddie George got roped into one, and I'm just like, oh, no, Eddie, come on.
1: Yeah, it's, it is certainly bad. Um, I,
0: I saw far—so this past weekend, I spent a, a lot of my time watching the, the games live. The only one I recorded was the Ohio State one. The rest I, like, recorded, but I was watching live on my laptop. I saw so many Fansville ads, and it made me so glad I had the, the computer on mute. It made me so glad I had it on mute.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, that second that second half, Ohio State came to play. And, I mean, there were some big alien I think Malik Harrison had one. Sean Wade had one. Uh, Ohio State fans, believe it or not, absolutely hated on Pete Werner and Tuff Borland for essentially the entire game. Yeah. Which, yeah, that one caught me by surprise. Like, listen, I know that they're uh, athletically, but they were just getting shredded Baker the entire game.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to stop a team that their main thing is running. You have a talented, transcendent running back across the line of scrimmage. I mean, he's hard to tackle. And those are some huge offensive linemen, you know what I mean? Like Oh
0: yeah. They're not small, they're not small dudes. They build them big up in the Midwest.
1: Like, come like come on now. Let's be realistic here. But I mean, I guess the main thing was like I really hated Wisconsin's play call in the second half. Like I despised it.
0: Oh, they were like, so
1: safe. It was so horrendous. It was like they were up 35 to 7. I was like Where's this? Where the deep shots? Where's the aggressiveness? Like they were literally running the ball on third and eight. Like come on, man. Like (laughs) I was like, they were like down by three. Oh, let's run the ball on like third and seven. Like you just giving them the ball right back, all that momentum. Like you're not even trying. You're just like letting it happen. They let it happen. They let Ohio State just come back and just pretty much control the entire second half. Like Chase Young didn't even really do nothing until like the last drive. Like he was like the last significant drive where he was like tipping passes and stuff like that. But they did a pretty good job containing him. Like the pass rush wasn't overly crazy. But then again, Jack Cone made some plays with his feet, especially in the first half. Like the second half, it was like they were up by like 30 and they were just trying to hold on to the lead. They were by two touchdowns trying to hold the lead. Like, come on, man. It, it was awful. The The now, play calling uh, was horrendous.
0: If you yeah. want to look at this from a draft perspective, for sure, that, that was a game that made a lot of players a lot of money. It made a lot of money for Jonathan Taylor. It made a lot of money for uh, J.K. Dobbins. It made um, a lot of money for Malik Harrison. Made a lot of money for Jeff Okuda, despite an injury. A lot of money for Sean Wade. And those last two are important for one reason, because right now the Eagles are losing by 14 points at halftime to the freaking Giants. I hate my team, man. I just, I hate my team. I'm not an Eagles fan anymore, I am just a college football
1: fan. For
0: Nelson Aguilar, I can't even blame this one on Aguilar. He's not even playing today.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough. It
0: By the way, apparently nobody wants to win the NFC East. Sidebar: nobody wants to win the, the NFC East.
1: It's like lava, it's win. like lava the on the ground.
0: Yeah, man the freaking the freaking Cowboys are leading the division at six and seven. The Eagles are five and eight. Well, I mean. If they keep this up, they'll be 5-8. and eight. This team sucks so bad. I hate... Oh, God. Frick, Washington's going to mess around and end up making the playoffs with six wins. What? Team sucks.
1: Hey, uh, Eagles, go ahead. Draft Sean Wade. Make it happen.
0: Dude, tank and try to get something. Just trade
1: everyone, man. Get a new freaking team. This team
0: blows. Just... just you know what? You know what they should have done. They should just watch the Big Ten championship game and got him, 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 and him. Hell, you don't even have to declare for the draft. Here's some money. Come suit up for us tomorrow.
1: Man, imagine imagine a secondary you got Malcolm Jenkins, Sean Wade, Jeff Okuda. Whew, oh. Dude, we may
0: be, we're starting to lose to the point where we may be in Okuda territory.
1: Hey, just saying, trade up for them. Can make Even things happen. To
0: trade up. They suck that bad.
1: But yeah, you yeah you're right about a lot of players making money for sure. This was oh. a
0: money making game, and I, the reason I have I have emphasized a lot on the word money, Devin, is because the first time in probably a month, we got some questions in the money mailbag. Let's get it. We we put out some questions earlier. Um, So I'm just going to kind of go in order. Uh, First one, if I can find it. (laughs) All right, from our buddy Alex Katzen uh, Best bowl game matchup involving a Big Ten team. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to pull up the (laughs) Bulls. Um, there are, now this is obviously excluding Ohio state cause they are in the, in the college football. <coughs> We're bless you. Thank you. Uh, we are looking at non-college football playoff games. So let's take a look. What's our, what is our bowl
1: game? What so are bowl we got Wake Forest, Michigan state.
0: That, that has not watch all over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's that has has not gonna watch. Listen all over it. Listen, that is the closest game that is to me for a damn uh, bowl game, and I, (laughs) I am damn sure not getting credentials to that game. Oh my
0: god, that! Oh my god, poor Yankee Stadium having to like Wake Forest without their best player versus a Michigan State team that has the ability of a three and nine team.
1: Mowing pasta. they also got Iowa-USC. That, that should one's be, going
0: to be good.
1: Should be intriguing. Clash of styles, for sure.
0: Yeah, because USC can put up some points because of their offense this year. And Iowa, well, they don't give up a lot of points. That one's a good one to keep an eye on. Penn State and Memphis. Man, that one's going to be good. <laughs> that one's going to be really good. I don't know if that I don't know if
1: that's my favorite or not, but we'll see. No, no, no. You
0: know what? I'd be way more intrigued for Penn State and Memphis if Norvell was still there, but yeah, he, he ain't coaching the bowl game. Well, he hasn't announced that he's not coaching the bowl game, but
1: he might as well not, man.
0: I don't think he's gonna. Uh, Clebs and Ohio State. That's uh, no, nope, Never mind. That's a uh, college football playoff. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, I can't be excited for the Red Box Bowl. Uh, I'm a California Golden Bears fan. And you and I liked Illinois. I can't be excited about this game, man. California, Illinois is going to
1: suck so bad. (laughs) So bad. Defensive battle.
0: Neither of these offenses are any good.
1: Defensive battle.
0: No, I do not need, as a California fan, another defensive battle. I had to sit through the Cheez-It Bowl last year, man. The Nine to six just god-awful football that was put on display against TCU oh, oh how about another... this
1: how about this one Minnesota auburn
0: yeah that one's gonna be good um again clash of Styles auburn runs the ball they have a very good running back to keep an eye on for next year's draft uh their quarterback sucks I feel like Maybe, well, Minnesota throws the ball a lot, but does have a very good quarterback. They just have really good wide receivers. Uh,
1: hopefully, the offensive line can handle that Auburn pass rush because Derrick Brown uh, spoiler, is coming. Can't. Spoiler, they can't.
0: they cannot.
1: Derrick Brown is coming.
0: <laughs> they Minnesota, I mean, you and I have hyped them up all year, but they're they they, they they're not ready for the smoke that they're about to get. Uh, Michigan, Alabama, I don't care about that game. I really do not care about that
1: and Listen, I, I do not want to see that game. I absolutely do not want to watch it.
0: First of all, first of all, most of Alabama's best players are probably going to have declared for the draft and will sit that bowl game out. Second of all, I have watched enough of Shea Patterson. <laughs> I, I have watched enough. I have watched enough of Shea Patterson. I've watched. Speaking of which, another reason why I won't be watching Michigan State. I am so done with Brian Lewerke. Uh, Wisconsin and Oregon in, in, in the,
1: uh, Rose Bowl, si-
0: in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Sorry, I got confused. The, yeah. I'm the citrus, citrus
1: Bowl is for Alabama and then Outback yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowl is uh, Auburn, Minnesota.
0: Yeah. Um, that's going to be good. Cause again, it, that's a battle of the trenches. I think somehow the most fun bowl game is obviously going to be the last one that's played on the list. If you look at it ESPN chronologically and it's Indiana, Tennessee, because Indiana is incapable of playing an uninteresting game. That's a Gator bowl. That one's going to be really fun. You can get into that one for dirt cheap, 43 bucks. Why not? Yeah, the only one well, I mean you can get into the uh into the Cotton Bowl for as low as 14. I don't what?
1: That's impossible.
0: According to ESPN, tickets as low as $14. I don't believe that. No. I don't believe that you're paying nearly three times as much to see Michigan State Wake Forest as you are to see Penn State and Memphis.
1: I don't think they release all the tickets yet.
0: I don't think so. that, that can't be true. But, like, hell, man, you can get into uh, Indiana and Tennessee and watch two good football teams on the up and up For only $3 more than watching California and Illinois bore you to death. Uh, Long-winded answer. I think that the, uh, what was the actual question? Best bowl game matchup? Uh, If you ask me, it's uh, Oregon and Wisconsin, followed closely by Minnesota and Auburn.
1: Uh, My vote would be Minnesota and Auburn uh, because neither team, you never know what you're going to get with them, you know? Um, Auburn can be explosive offensively And then the next week they can be completely inept uh, Minnesota has shown The same traits uh, And I mostly want to see How Those receivers kind of bounce back from Minnesota Especially they, they had a rough game against Wisconsin with a uh, Opportunity to You know clinch the um, Big 10 West And they were, were Unable to do that Unable to do it so it should be interesting to see how they play against competition. And, oh, my God, why did Minnesota fall so far?
0: <laughs> yeah, they fell to 18.
1: Why? I don't know, man. What the hell? Their two losses are to, what, Iowa in Wisconsin? Wisconsin. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, they are lower than Michigan.
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, I will vote that. Uh, Indiana-Tennessee is going to be an intriguing matchup, too. Um, I'm just hoping Indiana has most of their guys back. I want Stevie. I don't know if Stevie Scott is playing or not, Um, but I want to see WAP. You know, kind of go off and do his thing and see what, you know, what Tennessee has to offer because they sure damn sure turn their season around after a really good yeah, start. Sure. I think that'll be a really good one to watch as well. Like I said, I'm not watching, I don't want to watch Alabama and Michigan because it is going to be either a huge blowout or it's going to be one of those games where we like a, the Wisconsin Michigan game earlier this year where it's just a defensive battle and it's just awful. I'm sure. not trying to see that. And Michigan's secondary is probably going to get torched.
0: <laughs> uh, next question from Tyler Harbers. H- Jesus Christ, Mike, you really need to be able to read these names better. Tyler Harbers. definitely you read this name. I can't I can't seem to manage it. Right. Haberski, right?
1: Let's see here. Uh, Tyler yeah. Haberski. Yeah, there we go. There we go.
0: Jeez.
1: Haberski, yep.
0: Yeah. Tyler, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, oh, my
1: God.
0: Yeah, Tyler, you can yell at me in, you know, on, well, a lot of different mediums. Um, thoughts on Wisconsin making the Rose Bowl over Penn State? I have no issue with it. I have no issue with it at all because that's the way that it works. They're the second team in the conference by way of losing the national – Oh, so the national. By the way of losing the Big Ten championship, and if Penn's, sorry, if Ohio State had won the conference but wasn't able to make it into the um, conference college football playoff, just like Oregon did, it would be Ohio State versus um, Oregon. But they did, so it's the team that lost in the col- in the uh, conference championship. I have no issue with this.
1: Yeah, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, Do I
0: think that Penn State's a better team? I don't know. I've had Wisconsin and Penn State kind of flip-flopping. Yes, power rankings. I have Penn State over them. I have no issue with Wisconsin making it over Penn State.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, Like I said, I know a lot of Penn State fans were upset about it. Um, And understandably so. Beat
0: the hell out of Memphis. Yeah,
1: understandably so, but Some of them are being a little ungrateful considering they still made a New Year's Six Bowl. Like, I get it, it's not against... This might
0: be in the third team in the conference.
1: Yeah, like, I I get it, it's not the Rose Bowl, and it's not against a Power Five team, but it's still against a pretty damn good football team, regardless. Um, So, like I said, they made a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, Not many people expected them to really be anything this year. And for them to be, like, a couple plays away in both the Ohio State game and Minnesota game from being undefeated, I mean, I would take that considering their offense has been really up and down all season long. So um, for Penn State, I think it's, it's, they're going to take it in stride and call it a day. You know what I mean? Uh, Wisconsin made it to the championship game, and, you know, you know how the rules work. It's not like it's going to change overnight college football is strict to tradition, um, and they're going to stick to it. So I, I, it is what it is, in my opinion. I mean, Wisconsin made it, you know, and honestly, uh, they could have very well beat Ohio State if, with some better play calling, you know. But, hey, it is what it is.
0: And our last question is from... Um,
1: Dan Alter,
0: who also owns the best Twitter name ever on Twitter Dan 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 You get the point He wants to know who is our favorite remaining head coach candidate and the best fit for that head coach I'm going to let you go first now, this is this is not Big Ten related because obviously there are no Big Ten uh, jobs open, but you can go with a Big Ten coaching candidate if you want or just go really wherever you feel like. I, I'm leaving this open to you.
1: Hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, in terms of the Big Ten, I would have said before Ricky Ryan got hired away, I think he would have been a name that came up a lot. Um, I would say uh, Penn State defensive coordinator Brent Pry will probably he probably I don't think he has any interest this year, but what he did with Penn State's defense this year I think can't be overstated. Um, so I would say he's a potential candidate. Um, just thinking like offhand, I guess. Uh, me and you both were, like, heavy on Jeff Brom, but he's locked up for a while.
0: Yeah, he's not going anywhere for a couple years at least. I completely didn't, like, I did not realize until about a week ago that he had had that hefty extension, which generally keeps you from moving for a couple of years. That makes your buyout insane. And I wish I had known that. Uh, What I'm going to say is, so when you look at the jobs that are still left, I mean, USF, that's done. They went with a Clemson co-offensive coordinator, not the one that I had named in the article. Do I get half points for that one? Because I said Tony Elliott, they went with the other one. Um, they're off the table. Arkansas's off the table. Missouri's off the table. Rutgers is off the table. There, Ole Miss is off the table. There are not a lot of good jobs left. UTSA is, is is gone. Old Dominion is gone. UNLV, I believe, is gone. You have, like, Memphis. Florida Atlantic. Like, you have a lot of group of five schools that just lost their coaches but there's still one power five job left, so I'm just going to go with who I would want still for Boston College, and it really hasn't changed much. I think that there are three top candidates that I would go after if I was them. One is uh, Jeff Munkin from Army, who was interviewed by Missouri, was interviewed by Arkansas. Maybe With him being in his 50s they might decide that that's not a direction they want to go in Um, so in the other case I would go with Luke Fickle from Cincinnati who has ties to the athletic director they were both at Ohio State at the same time he's definitely done great work in his time as the head coach there or I would just go with uh, Chris Creighton the head coach at um, Eastern Michigan And he started there, they had made it to two bowl games in their program's history. They have been around since 1890. He's made three since going. So, I mean, he's really turned around the last couple years. They've had some of their best seasons. He's a program builder. Those would be my three guys that I think would be the best fits for Boston College. I don't know if Boston College is going to get any of those guys. They may not. But, those are just who I would go for, or, or, and I'm just looking this up now, I gotta remember I I, I get the name right, hang on, give me a second. You can cut this part while I'm looking. (laughs) Gotcha. What the fuck, who is that? I mean, they've been talking about uh, Jeff Hatley, who's one of the co-defensive, who's the defensive coordinator for Ohio State. Uh, There's also a linebackers coach that a lot of people are really wanting. uh, And I can't remember his name now. Uh, Al Washington, the linebackers coach uh, from Ohio State. Another guy with ties to Boston College. Those would really be the five guys I'd I'd key in on. You can tell I did a lot of work
1: trying to figure out who – I mean, I –
0: Went through probably thirty-five names for that article alone for six jobs.
1: Yeah, this this is definitely not my subject per <laughs> this se. Is definitely mine. Uh, I was like, uh, I don't really know who's still has the job just go out there. Joe
0: Brady. <laughs>
1: uh, it's not not a bad choice. I mean, shoot, I was gonna bring up Indiana's OC. You know.
0: Oh, he's um he's linked to Fresno State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's we. I mean, we will we will wait and see. Uh, I'm sure by the time we come back next week, there are going to be some more coach shuffling. There always is. Uh, you know, we'll keep We'll try to keep as up to date on all of the you know coordinators and head coaches. Uh, I'm gonna be straight up honest with you. If Rutgers brings in a new strength and conditioning coach, I'm not exactly... That doesn't exactly set my world on fire. Um, But, you know, for, like, the major jobs, we will kind of, you know, keep, you know... uh, Keep pounding, keep looking for, you know, for those. Um, Yeah, next week's going to be interesting because there's no games for us to preview or review. Uh, It's probably just going to be a very news-heavy and mailbag type... uh, podcast and then then we start into bowl season man like college football you blink and you miss it
1: yeah just season just started yesterday and here we are a couple of weeks away from it being gone again i mean yeah. shoot now, shoot ohio state, if ohio state loses then boom
0: yeah if ohio state loses to clemson we we're not going to have a lot to talk about for a couple of weeks uh we may have to start rolling in some guests um now again, what I'm thinking is once the college season is wrapped up, we're gonna just try to tackle the draft. Uh, some big, you know, we'll we'll do like recruiting. Sorry, uh, uh, signing day, like that type of stuff. But like, we'll focus largely on the draft from a conference perspective. Uh, if there's anything else you guys want us to add in, or you know, do you guys just want us to maybe try to bring in? Draft uh, ge- based guests to talk about prospects. You're not just here Devin and I every single week. There are some people that we've got lined up. Um, you know, we're we're the podcast of the people. Uh, now, fine people. That's going to do it for today. As always, Micronition, Devin Jackson, Mike Spencer, WNS for me, Real D underscore Jackson for him. See you guys again next week.